This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michael Keaton, perfect yeah. casting. Choosing someone who was known for superhero Batman. movie. I so good. What a great idea. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a real stroke of genius that casting because yeah. it does work on several levels. Like the character's got so much detail in it mm. that it's it's not just a gag of oh he used to be a superhero now he's playing a character who used to be one. It's, it's, it's like there's way much more. It is always a pleasure to see Michael Keaton. I can't in think of really. so charismatic is he? Film. Oh, bad performance he's playing. Yeah. This is Flix Watcher Podcast, and this is episode 44. We are joined by Susan and Gemma from the podcast Haley and Ruth, two stars. And we will be reviewing the film Birdman. As always, guys, we have all the show notes online at flixwatcher.tv for all the episodes. So please come and visit us there. Of course, join us on Twitter at flixwatcherpod. And please come to iTunes, rate us, and subscribe. All films featured in the podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording and please be aware there will be spoilers and some language that may offend. Hello and welcome to this edition of Flix Watch Pod. Today we are joined by Susan and Gemma. Hello ladies. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. Hi guys. Hello. Yeah, welcome. Of course. It's been a long time coming actually, hasn't it? Yes. I think it's maybe even like six months we've been trying to get you guys, but you've been so busy. Oh God, we've been so busy. (laughs) (laughs) Our diaries have not synced up. No, I know. (laughs) Yeah, the email chain has been like, 80 emails long, which is impressive, isn't it? Between us four trying to, it was like, trying to get together. What films have we actually, what films were we watching this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) What film are we discussing? uh, We are discussing Birdman, which is exciting. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Which is the alternative title. Yes, the alternative title, yeah. Which no one ever knows. No. <laughs> and you chose it, Susan. Yes, I did, yeah. Um, and so Birdman is basically about Regan Thompson, played by Michael Keaton. Yep. Um, so he's a Hollywood actor who is best known for playing a superhero character, Birdman, a bit like Batman or Spider-Man. Um, and he's trying to gain some credibility by putting on a Raymond Carver play that he's adapted. Yeah. Um. So it's basically following the previews up until press night uh, and everything that he has to deal with. And um, the thing that I find particularly lovely is that he's tormented by the inner voice of Birdman throughout. So that's a nice, weird curveball. All the way through the film. Through the film, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think it's the... Because this one... This one, I think, well, it won loads of, of Academy Awards, but it the one that really sticks in my mind is it won the Academy Award for Best Cinematography. Yeah. And it's like, that's, I think the cinematography is the star of it almost, even yeah. more than Michael yeah. Keaton is, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's that, there's that it's, it's 
t- one take in inverted commas, <laughs> even though I mean, it was done. It was it's they've cheated it, mm-hmm, so it looks mm-hmm. like one take. But that's exciting. I think it's exciting. I love that kind of high concept. I think that's why I'm a fan of so the League of Gentlemen and Inside Number Nine because they set themselves these. It's parameters. Really high concept targets. Yeah. 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 And that's what I like about Yeah, like, totally. And apparently, um the the feeling on the film set at the end of every day was like, <laughs> Yes, we've achieved it. We've got <laughs> yeah. through it. Because it was technically it's an amazing feat. Yeah. Because although, like you say, it's not it's not completely one take, but yeah. a lot of it is yeah, yeah. um it's almost is. Yeah. And they had to rehearse it. Yeah. so much almost like a player would imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly those scenes are long and, yeah. th- and those are it's, it's sort of the, the cheated cuts are when the camera's drifting down a corridor yeah. for example mm. but the, te- the takes would be would have been long yeah, yeah long long takes well you guys um, I guess one thing we haven't said is who you are and what you do <laughs> Good point, but you guys you guys are your actors yeah so you, you guys know more about this industry than myself and Helen do mm. so I guess the technological feats of this film in terms of long takes in a TV and film scenario, uh, very much you're very much aware of that compared to what we, we just kind of think, well, there are stage actors who have to learn everything off book. Mm, and yeah. I guess a lot of um, film actors and TV actors kind of just know their side. Sure. Mm-hmm. But they... I think it's, a, it's I, oh, I've just thought of something, but it's, I'm going to, I'll probably get in trouble. I think, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I liked, I, 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 we both went to drama school, didn't we, Susan? Yeah. And drama school teaches you stage acting that's basically what it does and then yeah. you get out into the world and we've both mostly done apart from stuff we've written ourselves we've kind of mostly done television and radio yeah. and that's like I don't know I've mostly done oh, stage yeah, I suppose you have you've yeah. done like um, Peter Pan Goes Wrong and everything like that yeah oh, okay. um, Susan's amazing on stage <laughs> she's and, amazing and um, uh, Robin and Marion which you were brilliant in oh. she like swung from Thanks. the seriously it was so cool you did like wire work it was awesome anyway um but I, well, okay, so I've done mostly TV and you have mm. to kind and of... And you're Gemma. Gemma, yes, yes. Gemma me, Gemma Arrowsmith. Um, and you kind of... I had to learn that mostly just on the job because we've done a little bit at drama school, but not loads. And I felt it was like... <laughs> this is where I'm getting in trouble. The difference between like drafts and chess. It was like, oh, and there's like the dance of the cameras around you that you have to learn as well. It's yeah. not like the audience is there. That's where they're always going to be. Mm. The yeah. audience will stay there. They're not going to move unless you're doing something like promenade theatre and that's where they are. And suddenly there's this whole extra dimension that's added in with cameras. So that's why my jaw was kind of on the floor watching Birdman because you're going, oh my God. And they'd have to remember where they're cameras are going to be mm. and then that has to go round the back and they'd have to remember like it's just it's, it is an incredible feat to watch yeah that's so yeah. true because the, the choreography for the crew as well yes, as exactly. well as the actors so like, they're not yeah. seen they have to be behind yeah. camera the whole time so like when you see those shots like the ER the classic ER yeah, shot absolutely. that goes around them and so I always imagine like just loads of crew running <laughs> behind the camera and there's a cable person like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Helen's a big fan of ER I am that classic shot of yep. it circling them that they did over and how many over. times you watch ER now? Uh, all the way through three times Whoa. and then I've dipped in like a few times here and there. Yeah, that is impressive. So um, before we go back into discussion on Birdman, yeah. do tell us who you are. Oh yes, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, um, so I'm Susan, uh, Susan Harrison and I'm a character comedian and actor and improviser and myself and Gemma have a podcast together which is called Haley and Ruth, Two Stars. Um, where we play two dickhead reviewers, basically, don't yeah. we? <laughs> two <laughs> idiots of different types. Yeah, um, Hayley Danks and Ruth Goodchild. They don't just review films and books, though. They also, they reviewed people's lives. They reviewed The Eclipse, which I liked. Yeah. <laughs> the Royal Family. Little Brexit. Chef Menu. Little Chef Brexit. Menu. Yeah. Brexit. 
Um, so they'll, they'll review anything for you. Um, mm. so <laughs> it's fun playing them. Yeah. Actually, with it, there's a reviewer in Birdman, which I wanted to talk about. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What, compared to your real experience? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and our fictional experience. Yes. I lo- Anything that has a slight jab at critics is mm. okay by me. Yeah. <laughs> and this right, critic, so this, um, what's the character's name? In, uh, she's, uh, she, they, they, we meet her in the bar and she says she's going to slate the, film, the, 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 the play, play yeah. before she's even seen it. <laughs> yeah. So when, at the end, well, spoilers, um, the play goes very well and she gives it a, a, a rave review. Um, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was the first to walk out, actually, at the yeah. end. She was yeah, the yeah. first to leave yeah. the theatre. To, f- uh, to file her copy. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what, why did you choose it, Susan? Yeah. So um, funnily enough, getting back to... Um, I think partly because I am an actor yeah. and, and I have done a lot of theatre and recently um, I did do a, a, a farce and I love the fact that Birdman seems, in lots of ways, it is really sort of like otherworldly and highbrow mm. and, and surreal and I love all of those things but I also love the fact that it is a farce yeah. and that there are, you know, there's lights dropping, there's yeah. people coming through this, um, doors at certain times, yeah. there's like people being caught kissing and I, I just think that's brilliant <laughs> that they've been walking in his pants through yeah, Times Square yes oh yeah and that moment that moment I really identified with because <laughs> not that I've literally like- <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's quite a lot of under underwear action in this film there is yeah. and bottom down nudity from uh... <laughs> yeah yeah but so you really identify of- with that yes I really identify with that moment because um that I just thought there's a lot of things that happen backstage that yeah. in that film that really could happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a really bad sense of direction. And when I've been on tour in different theatres, there is like a real possibility of getting lost within the theatre. Sure. You know, like in Spinal Tap when they get lost down the stairs. Um, and so I just felt like that's exactly that would happen to me. I'd be going outside the, the back door and it would close behind me and I'd have to run through Leicester Square you know, <laughs> the, like being really sick, like funny. run through the living statues and the buskers and stuff, and so yeah, I just really identified with it. But yeah, I think that was one of the reasons I chose it because it chimes with me all that Absolutely, the, the, yeah, yeah. the world of the world of backstage and the fact that it is almost in one shot feels very much like you get into this sort of theatre bubble when yeah. you're doing a show, it um, feels... and it felt like that was really well expressed by. The way they did it technically. Yeah. You're absolutely right about the high and low art. It does feel huge and magical and small and intimate yeah. at the same time. And that's sort of beautiful. And how they do that is yeah. so clever. Yeah. I wonder, oh yeah, that was the thing I was going to mention. Um, so this one, it's got like Oscars coming out of its ass. this yeah. film basically. Mm. Um, and I was going to put it, I was going to ask the question of everyone here. Because I think you asked us, do you think it's, was it like, does it worthy of an Oscar or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder whether the Oscar panel is more likely to give something an Oscar that's about the industry that they're all in. Mm. Like, I think it's a brilliant film and it totally deserves it. But I wonder whether it's because you've got loads of actors, directors. Yeah watching a oh, film yeah, about a loads point. of actors directors going oh yes that's so very generally true. that's what happens it la is, la land the artist yes. it goes on mm. and on and on and on they do love a film and about the, the documentary was, is it like 15 mm. feet from stardom or however many yeah. feet from stardom 20 feet from stardom, 20 yeah. Feet yeah. From stardom which is about backing singers mm-hmm. yeah. and that that one the the best documentary and i would 
suggest maybe there were other more deserving documentaries. Oh, I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that documentary, mm. but um, I think it's they, everyone go. Oh yes, yes, the the showbiz. I understand that. Yeah, that's the one. You know, there are books about writing books about the struggle of writing books, and there are films about the struggle of making films, mm-hmm. and a lot of Woody Allen's films are about a writer mm. and yeah. so on for example so I think I wonder whether it's got a lot of favourable reviews yeah. and accolades because of that well, maybe I mean we can run briefly through the list of uh, Oscars that it won <laughs> uh, best picture best director for Alejandro G. Iñárritu and best original screenplay um, and also it won uh, best cinematography by Emmanuel Lubetsky and Keaton also, got nominated also, right? he got nominated yeah. Yeah, yeah and Emmanuel Lubetsky also shot The Revenant Ah, right. Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, it was it was a strong year for films about drumming. Yeah. Seeing it was up against <laughs> Whiplash as well. Whip oh, <laughs> there should have been like drumming. An, another category: <laughs> best film about drumming. It wasn't about drumming, but yeah, no. there's definitely loads of drumming. Lots, lots of drumming. Lots of drumming. Um, and I also, think that gives it another worldly quality as yeah. well. Just the, this, this sort of just drumming soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah, totally. When do you hear that? There is, yeah. Because on my one of my Spotify playlists is the Birdman soundtrack back to back with a Whiplash soundtrack. And I think oh, that wow. really well. And then stomp <laughs> immediately <laughs> after, right? It's just, just percussion. I'm going, to, I'm going to add that to it now. Okay, great, great, great. Um, Thanks. I think also for an, an award that year was Boyhood. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Boyhood, the... Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Selma, Theory of Everything. It was that year. So that's, Beautiful I mean, that's a, that's a superbly strong year. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's a really strong year. Mm. Yeah. And there's a lot of high concept. I mean, Boyhood's a very high concept thing. This yes. is a very high concept. But, mm. uh, I like that, though. I like when people take chances. You know, like that. High concepts. Anything that Wes Anderson does is <laughs> is up there. Pretty so. and symmetrical. Yeah. yeah. So you guys feel it was a worthy winner of the of the best picture and director? And I feel it was. Yeah. Certainly yeah, best I feel, And And I. I do you think that that's a really good point? Mm. And I think if I was on that panel, I would also be influenced. Well, <laughs> yeah. which is why I really liked it because sure. it chimes yeah. with a lot of my my experience of that world, of the theatre world and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that plays into it. But I think even despite that, you know, the the other themes that it covers and and the ambiguity, I really loved. Yeah, the, all the sort of magic realism stuff and um, playing to the height of the audience's intelligence yes. and not telling them oh, this is definitely what the reality is. This yeah. definitely isn't. I loved that. And I thought that was really brave, mm. like big, big risks that really paid off. And it's really funny. Can you give us, right. have we done the synopsis? Have we, have we done that? Yeah. 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 Can you yeah. kind of break it down? Give us an outline of the plot. Okay. For anyone who's thinking, what is it about? Yeah. Um. So it's about Regan Thompson, played by Michael Keaton, who is a Hollywood actor best known for playing Birdman. Um, which is a superhero character equivalent to Spider-Man or Batman. Um, And it feels like he's a sort of faded actor by this time. So he tries to put on his own play, which is based on a short story by Raymond Carver. And he produces it, directs it, stars in it, and is beset by problems, basically, from from all areas. And also has this inner voice, this critical inner voice, which is Birdman. Who is probably... Um, kind of charging is in, is in charge of the magical realism. I think that's a great yeah. way to put it, actually. Yeah, because the first kind of shot in the film is where you see him levitating, um, and there's lots of things where he's kind of using telekinesis to move things. And yeah, and I, I love that because it's you never know whether that was the case or wasn't. If you know what I mean, yeah. yeah. Like as as the audience, well, so like think, you think you know. So you think Ring and Tom- Thompson might actually have some telekinesis powers outside? Well, he might because <laughs> do you remember the ending? I don't want to give it away, yeah, yeah. but so yeah, he might do. He's the way at the end, yeah. Yeah, so it's not really yeah because I mean there's a brilliant scene where 
it seems like he has got telekinesis powers, or however you pronounce it. Um, and then when it goes back to Zach Galifianakis, his best friend, um, walks into the room and just sees basically a bloke chucking stuff around yeah, yeah. Um, and like the detritus of that. But so then you think, oh, okay, it's just in his mind. Yeah. But you don't really know as the audience whether it's not. There's another scene that I you decide up like yourself. That. There's another scene of pixel like that where he's where he's flying around New York. Yeah. And he see him like land in front of, yeah. come down in front of the theatre and then walk in. Yeah. And then the camera pans back and there's a taxi there saying, hey, yeah. mate, you you've not paid to yeah. walk through. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. There are those kind of, those parallels. Yeah. And uh, there's also lots of nice subplots about like the relationship that he has with his daughter, which I think is brilliant. I think, Absolutely, yeah. I think Emma Stone is so great in this. So She's such a funny actor, isn't she? She's such a comic, good comic yeah. actor. She's brilliant. Also, also really moving. Like, yeah, she's she's uh, great. Yeah, I mean, cause recently I enjoyed her in La La Land, um, but it was quite like what you would expect from a good quality performance. Yeah. It was just like what you'd expect. But this I felt was really different. And there's a moment when she really attacks her dad and then just the reactions on her face of thinking, oh shit, I shouldn't yeah. have, I've gone too far. Yeah. I mean, like her face is seventy percent eyes. It's just <laughs> so like, I think that works so well. I, I, I immediately like people who are good hosts on SNL. And, <laughs> oh, she uh, on SNL hosts, everyone she? goes up in my estimations when they're good on SNL, and and both Emma Stone and Michael Keaton have been brilliant on <laughs> SNL. So I go, oh, they're they're probably really nice people who I get yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I really like, um, this, and this is I think why it chimed with me. The the question it asks of is it. Is it better to just be famous, even if it's for some low art, or is it is it nobler to be less famous but for something that's high art? Yeah, you know, and that's what I think. Yeah, it, yeah. The idea of a faded star trying to cling on mm -hmm. to fame, but he's but he's but it's high art, so it's more worthy. Yeah, and Birdman tempting him back, going, "Hey, do that fourth Birdman yeah. movie." <laughs> Get the fame back. And get the fame back because that's more important. And that's what um, Edward Norton's character is about, was being yeah. famous mm. inside the theatre circles yes. and knowing how it mm. worked there. Method actor. Rather than, um, rather than Riggin Tom, Tom, is it Thomas or Thompson? Um, Thompson. Rather than Michael Keaton's character mm. who was more about, I, I, I was super famous yeah. and now I'm less so, but I can still do this thing. Honestly, I'm going to show you this is it. Come and see it, please. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's quite nice seeing uh, Hollywood poking fun at, method acting generally yeah, yeah. as well a and little that's what, bit and that's where that that's where that critic comes into it where mm. she, she's got the agenda saying you've come from the big leagues and now yeah. you're here so i'm gonna absolutely slate you yes yes and that's what her angle was before exactly mm -hmm. and then she, and she's being lofty and uh not taking and not even giving any the chance going oh no you've come from the low art of movie everything everything starts being low art and then it becomes high art so like th theater it was like thieves and vagabonds. And then, oh, uh, then we started to see actors getting knighthoods. That's now high art. And then movies came along. Oh, that's low art. That's oh, just chewing gum nonsense. And, and now it's, oh, the movies. Oh, the cl yeah. movies television is, ugh, no, television is the, is the low art. Now you want to be on television. Um, it's like viral stuff on, it's everything. Yeah. It all mm. changes um, with each. So, oh no, Vine stars. <laughs> I'm going to look down on them. Oh, that, you know, there'll be, the, there'll be something else that comes along that will be considered the next low art thing. So I like the, sn the, the sort of ribbing, snobbery of this internally yeah. yeah yeah i like that that's um, a good point film what are your thoughts the, the reason i asked you to sort of give us a brief synopsis um of it was because i think watching it for the first time is kind of about Riggan and the kind of magical realism but then 
watching it again, I kind of thought it was more just about relationships yeah. and mm. all the relationships mm. that all the different characters have. And mm -hmm. um, I thought watching it again from that sort of perspective was really interesting because obviously you've got the relationship between Edward Norton and Naomi Watts, and then yep. you've then got his relationship with Riggan's daughter, mm. and then you've got the father-daughter relationship, the estranged husband and wife, and there's just so many interesting, and obviously, um, you know, the manager and Michael Keaton and the relationship they have that he tries to try and protect him. And the relationship and between Michael Keaton and him. the lady who says she's pregnant. And, yeah, yeah, so it's it's actually quite an interesting relationship film on a base level, it, mm. which I kind of thought was quite interesting the second time around. Um, but yeah, the the like the stuff with Birdman is a lot of fun though. Had you seen the first time you saw it? Had you seen it at the cinema? Yeah. Where did you where did you see it anywhere? Um, I only asked because I saw it at the Phoenix in East Finchley, okay. What's that which like? is like, yeah, oh, right, there. right, listeners, okay? <laughs> if, listen up. Listen up. If you're in North London, go to the Phoenix Cinema in East Finchley. So I think it's it was built in either, so it, was, it was my local cinema for ages and it's such a beautiful, yeah. beautiful cinema. Um, and I think it was built in either 1911 or 1912 and it's had, like a lot of independent cinemas, it's um, been taken over and taken over and taken over. And hence it's called The Phoenix because it keeps rising from its own ashes, cool. which is mm. quite nice. Um, and then there's, if, you, if you're in South London, go to the Ritzy in Brixton, which was, I think, the same year. And that's also had loads of different names. But anyway, I saw it, I, the reason I, I mentioned it is it was quite a different experience watching it on the small yeah, screen. Yeah. Um, and I know you've got like a rating system, which we'll probably come to. And I think... It, it does lose something on a small screen, this one, because the cinematography is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think it's glorious seeing it on, on a big screen. And I, I did notice it. Oh, this is a shame I'm watching I don't this. Know if it it loses screen. anything. It just becomes a different experience. Different experience. So maybe that's why you focused in on the relationships mm, yeah, more yeah. than, yeah. say, the, the, like the, the sweeping. The splendor. Mm. Yes. Because it is quite, with all the direction and the music, and it is so frenetic, you do kind of like get caught up in it yeah. and it is kind of a whirlwind and that's maybe like the slightly gimmicky side of it whereas if you already know that that's coming and you expect that yeah. then you're less sort of caught up with it and maybe you notice something like the more like the nuances or the yeah. like the, the subtler things maybe that time around don't know mm. yeah I think the relationships are lovely like especially the one with him and his wife actually because everything yeah. is quite complicated and that's why I think it works. That's one thing I, I completely forgot about that when when it came around to the film again. I completely forgot that she's there. Mm. Even though they're separated and they're separated perhaps justly, they're still, yeah, yeah. still supporting each other. And yeah. Still, yeah, it was really nuanced and I thought that was really lovely. There was yes, a lot of grey areas. He's a bastard. Yeah. yeah. It's just really simple. It's actually, relationships are more multi-layered than mm. that. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And there's no like happy ending resolution particularly for mm, anyone yeah. so it's not like oh we made this and it made everything okay and now we're all a big happy family and blah 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 so it's it's yeah that's what i like have that, that yeah that so much is just hanging in the air at the end so, so literally yeah <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> so i read uh you know how every few minutes there's an article published saying millennials something 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 you know mm -hmm. so it's millennials ruined this or millennials <laughs> think this or whatever and it's you know obviously ridiculous but the the one that came into mind when i was um watching this re-watching birdman was uh it said uh, <laughs> and let let me see what you think about this it said um millennials uh like plots that are open-ended and ambiguous at the end whereas older like so generation x's and baby boomers like a very 
clear resolution. I think that's such a sweeping statement. It is. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that all is, these yeah. things Isn't are. Isn't that the same thing with like, every millennial statement? It, yeah. Of course, yeah. You know, you can get... So this is a slight sidestep, but you know you can get... Um, you can get an add-on for your browser that changes all mentions of millennials to snake people. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Amazing. On Google Chrome. Yeah. Um, I think and we need to we need to definitely talk about the different actors in this and how they were how they were and we've talked mm. about about Emma Stone. Mm. Michael Keaton, perfect yeah. casting, choosing someone who was known for superhero Batman. movie. I so good. what a great idea. Because um, the whole concept of that is, it just makes sense straight yeah. away. But yeah. we've all discussed that how more nuanced and how different yeah. it is as a film. So the concept of like, yeah, let's get him involved. But and talking about millennials, would do you think someone who didn't grow up with Michael Keaton as Batman, yeah, and n- knows how that character has changed? would have the same feelings going into it and relating to the fact that Michael Keaton is the Birdman. But that's what I mean about the high... Con- that's, I think that's the kind of... That's the hook for people kind of our age who knew, who knew the yeah. first, mm. well, first quote-unquote Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. Mm-hmm. But there is so much more to it that yeah. there is more to give. And as you said, there's more in the story the second time around and other times around. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a real stroke of genius that casting because yeah. it does work on several levels like um whether you do or don't know that connection yeah but um but also it's just i think it's so lovely for him because he's brilliant it's i guess it's a bit like uh, the actors that went into extras as in the ricky gervais series and you know <laughs> came out of that like with a renewed some of them with like yeah. a sort of renewed thing um so it's sort of doing that in a way but with so much uh like the character's got so much detail in it mm. that it's it's not just a gag. Like it's not just a gag of oh he used to be a superhero now he's playing a character who used to be one. It's, it's, it's like there's way much more. It's, you know what I mean? It is always a pleasure to see Michael Keaton on. I can't in think anything, of a bad, really. so charismatic, think of a bad isn't he? Film oh bad performance he's put yeah. in. Um, and Beetlejuice is one of my He'll always be. Films. He will always be Beetlejuice <laughs> to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not Even only a brilliant film, also a brilliant Halloween outfit. Even like um, <laughs> the, the, the other guys he played. The, the, like the um, didn't he the been Jackie Brown and um, yeah. Out of Sight. That's the same That's character. That's the same character, yeah. So even those like cameo performances, like I still think of those of like some of the best performances he does. He's Absolutely. kind of mm. that guy in the background who's sort of outstaging the rest of the cast yeah. just by almost just being there. Yeah. Come in, be awesome for a few days, leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> like the dream, isn't it? That's yeah. like the actor's dream. Totally. Yeah. I mean, at this... As we record now, Superman, uh, Superman, Spider-Man, the yes. latest Spider-Man Homecoming is out there. Have mm. you guys seen that? At no, all? I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Do you I, like it? I like. I think it's fantastic. And I've heard such good things about it. And Michael Keaton is great in it as well. Is he? Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's almost like a, a take on Batman. Oh, sorry, Birdman's a take on uh, yeah. Batman. And he's back in and, them. And the Vulture's yeah. a take on <laughs> him playing uh, Birdman. Life uh, imitating art, exactly. imitating life. That's amazing. And also I thought Edward Norton. Uh, oh, how have we not talked about How have I not talked about Edward Norton yet? Obviously your favourite film being... Uh, Fight Club. Fight Club, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it changes. We didn't, we didn't confirm that. Um, we change it around sometimes, yeah. yeah. Well, we change it around, sorry. Um, yeah, I think he's great in this. And he's when he first started, he did sort of have the reputation for being quite the serious and method actor. Mm. You know, he was the new De Niro for, for him yeah. to be playing this theatre method actor guy is again like the Birdman thing so it's just really clever in ways like that but who doesn't want to see Edward Norton (laughs) and his flashy (laughs) pants (laughs) (laughs) he is brilliant in it 
Um, yeah, doing just, comedy, which he has only really done maybe once or twice. And I think he should do a lot more comedy because mm. he's, he's very funny. Yeah. And um, I think it kind of works. So more comedy, please. Yeah, totally. It really felt like he knows that ca- that exact character. Like, you know, he's worked yeah. with exactly that character or he's friends with or... Yeah, it just felt really, like, very, very authentic. <laughs> yeah. I love it just when played just, it down the line as well. Gets drunk yeah. for real. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So he wrecks the first preview because he's not drinking real gin and just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the fact that he didn't he he didn't do that that you know terrible comedy acting that some people do of like oh I'm doing comedy acting he just played the character legit yeah I think it, um, Eric Morecambe uh, which for your American listeners it's a British uh, a British comic <laughs> from Morecambe mm-hmm. Wise um, he said um, it'll never it'll never work if uh, we understand we the we the characters understand that we're funny we have to do it like it's King Lear yeah he said mm-hmm. and I think Edward Norton is doing that yeah, He's going, I'm yeah. playing the character. Completely legit, and there's no nudge and a wink yeah. to the audience at all, which I love. I think they're all doing that. Actually. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not a bad. I mean, even Zach Galifianakis is not one of my favorite He's people. Oh, this, I though. love him. He's so good in this. Do you not no, normally like him? No, not based on Hangover. Oh, okay, yeah. right. Sorry, right, so right, right. It's one of those things where everyone goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah." yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen him in other things where I think, "Yeah, he's a good, he's a good comedic actor." Whenever mm. I see him on stage, he's funny. Um, he's got this little web series called Between Two. It's Ferns, really funny, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, it's good on when, Comedy Bang Bang as well. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. But true. just when it's just just hangover. don't watch the Hangover. Then. <laughs> but that's, Stop that's watching bit, it. I don't. I've only watched it once, and I saw the second one and thought, "Fuck my life." Well, you've watched the first one and then watched the second yeah, one. And you've only I got thought, yourself to blame. It it's one of those things where everyone. I was. I think I was traveling. I was away the year that Hangover came out, and everyone came back saying, "Dude, you got to watch the Hangover. You got to watch the Hangover." And I thought I was missing out. Yeah, on but you something. watched the second one as well. Yeah, because I thought I watched it. It's one of those things. I watched it just the DVD by myself. I thought I think I'm missing out on something. I've I've missed out. But you're I, don't, not. I don't get a joke. And then I saw it at the cinema. I saw the second one in the cinema and just thought this is woeful. Um, <laughs> have, they, have they made the third one? Yeah, the third one. Don't watch yeah. that one. Yeah, I'm not going to watch the third one. He says now. But then, yeah, cut to. But then I love Bradley <laughs> Cooper. I, I think Bradley Cooper's awesome, but he's still he's got the black cloud of hangover, hangover hanging over his head. Yeah. Mm. Um, the hangover of the hangover. And Emma Stone, we talked about mm-hmm. being 75%, mm. 70% eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eyes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's great she's in anything. Great. Yeah. 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 Again, not. I don't think she's done a bad performance at all, has she? Nah, she's great. Mm. And, Naomi, and, and Naomi Watts is... Uh, yeah. she's, she's brilliant as playing kind of the actress that's getting older and kind of realises it. And it's also kind of sad because I think she recently had an interview where she said basically her roles have now stopped because she's over 40 or it's such a shame that kind of thing isn't it so but it's the way she plays it is very raw and it's kind of like you're saying this as a character but we know for a fact that that mm. is kind of the reality for a lot of female actresses yeah. mm. Susan you wrote a sketch about auditioning as an actress yeah through your life and that there's a huge dearth and yeah. then yeah, it was that's really, right. we did it together. Yeah. And uh, there's like, there's a gap between what, 30 and <laughs> 60. 60. And it was like, and it's suddenly, oh, so you're auditioning for the elderly Alzheimer's patient. Yeah. And yeah. I forget how it ended. It was a really funny line. Yeah. Funny, anyway, but it's, that's true. There's this huge dearth in the middle of your, yeah. in the middle of your career where it's like, oh, so you play pretty, pretty young girl, girl next door. And then it's mums. Yeah. Young mums. And then, yeah, yeah. Yummy mummies. And then nothing, 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 nothing <laughs> crone. 
Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, that's basically yeah, basically how it goes. But I've, yeah, I've, that's right. And I thought it was really lovely that scene she had with Andrea Riseborough, mm. um, who I think is awesome. Uh, and um, and she's and Naomi Watts' character is so excited about her first time on Broadway. Yeah. And again, that really oh, yeah, that yeah. really rang true in terms of you know when it's someone's first time in the West End or whatever, it's a really big deal and yeah. it's really lovely and. Yeah, so I th- I just thought those little details were were really nicely explored, and her performance was was great at that moment. And when they both sort of lose it and start kissing each other, it was just <laughs> brilliant. These characters <laughs> like living really sort of intense, um, sort of just bubble lives of of the show, and so they they make these really strange choices. And yeah, I thought that was great. Come. I just wanted also just to say really quickly about the drumming. Yeah. Um, I really like the fact that that the reason for the drumming being in there, well, you know, one of the reasons was because because they didn't have the same editing powers of editing. They wanted the drums to use for comedy purposes, as in like to get the rhythm of the the rhythm of the um, plot and the rhythm of the That's jokes. And I thought that was brilliant. Because so you do, cutting, when you... You can have yeah. literally percussion yeah, exactly. giving you a rhythm. Because That's fascinating. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and like as a as a person who does comedy and is obsessed with it, I really loved when I was watching it, there were the odd moments where there was like action, 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 drums, 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 and then it just went, it cut away. The, the music, sorry, the drums stopped and the gag happened. And it was like the reverse of a, of a brum ching. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the reverse of a brum ting. Mm. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of building great. up to a crescendo, wasn't yeah. it? And then, and then yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah, sorry, I, mean, I just found I that really that. pleasing. That that's that would have been, uh, have been deliberately mm. done. Yeah. To punctuate the film. Yeah, that's yeah. That's fascinating. Mm. So, do you want to take the lead on this, Helen? Yeah. My favourite word ever invented. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The recommendability score. So um, we'll start with you, Susan, because it's your film. Scores are out of five. You can have points, Decimals. something, Ooh. if you wish. This is uh, how easy it is to recommend. Yeah. Well, how? I mean, yeah, how much you'd recommend it, but also... How, how widely. How, how, oh, yeah. And also, if you just really like it. Yeah. I think. Mm. Um, I'm going to go for 4.5. Um because I really loved it, but I'm aware that not everyone will. I'm gonna, I'm, I like it a lot. I'm gonna give it four, around four. Fair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was originally gonna give it a four point five, but after my investigation into IMDb people giving it one, <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it a five. Oh, because I want people to to watch it and um and. I think it's quite funny how people were so riled the fact that this film had been rated so highly. I mean, The Guardian gave it like a five out of five, got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think the IMDb score was a lot higher, um, like around the tens. And people watched it. I just went, this is really, <laughs> and I just think reading some of those reviews, it's hilarious, you know, the length of the reviews and what really? they've been saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. So 
I'm, I'm going to recommend it to everyone <laughs> and enjoy the fallout of that. Well, it's good that it's got a split reaction. I think people feel, and this is something in comedy in particular, people feel left out of the gang. Right. And that's why uh, mm. One Star Reviews are so angry a lot of the time. Um, it's like, I'm, why aren't I in the gang? You know? Mm. And, and also, I think in particular comedy, I guess this is a, a comedy, it's, it's complex and, and it's dra- comedy drama and there's other stuff going on. But... Do you find that, Susan? Like yeah. with comedy reviews in because particular are so venomous. Mm. Um, they're angry that they don't get the joke. Yeah, that's like, well, I want to be in the group and I'm not. Mm. Um, and that stirs up reactions, I, I think, of just not being part of the gang. So there we go. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it a four, I think. Yeah? Yeah. I felt, I think the reasons will become a bit more clear as we go through the, re- <laughs> through the rest of the scoring system. But I think... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mysterious. <laughs> Repeat viewing score, Susan. Because um, we'd all seen it before, haven't we? Yeah, yes. I've never, no I've never seen it in the cinema before watching it here. No, um, I hadn't actually. Oh, had you not? No. So I'd seen it, yeah, I've seen it now once on the big screen, once on the small screen. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to go for five because I think there's so much in it that you can get um, each time you watch. You can sort of find new surprises. So, um, yeah. Cool. I'm going to go with uh, 4.5. I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's loads. Mm-hmm. There's loads going on. And, go, and probably see it on a big screen if you can, because mm. I think it's really pretty. Well, that's the next at. score, really. Oh, small screen score, yeah. yeah. Ahead. Anyway, Helen. sorry, Helen. So I'm going to go for a four. I think it's about a once a year watch. <laughs> 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 um, maybe if we... On the, on the scale where four... four. Yeah. I mean, I'd, if I'd only seen it once, then I yeah. would have given it a five. <laughs> but now I've seen it twice. I'm like, well, I could watch it again, mm. but maybe not like... For another year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's. Um, I'm going to give it about. Th- I'm going to give it a three because I think I'll definitely watch it again, but I don't think I'll be in a super rush to watch mm. it. Five years for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've got a weird scale here. Um, but I, I will watch it again certainly, but not sure it'll be at the top of my list now. I've seen yeah. it again. Um, small screen score. This is this I is where this I'm, is going to be oh, the one that's going to conjure the most discussion. Hmm. So, so this. So you didn't. So Susan is going to lead us on a small screen score, mm-hmm. but you haven't. You didn't see it in the cinema. No. Okay. So I saw it on iPad-sized screen. When? when? As for in, this for this time. Yeah. How many the times have you seen it? Had a coronary okay. hearing both that. Times. <laughs> <laughs> both times. Both times you saw it on the iPad. The other time was like you know laptop, so slightly bigger. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't see it at the cinema. Alejandro but you, but, is weeping right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you still um, liked it a lot, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it does, clearly it doesn't... Yeah, it still translates. Yeah, it still translates yeah. to me. I'm still going to score it high because I thoroughly enjoyed it on a small screen. Yeah. So I'm going to say 4.5 because I think, obviously, on a big screen, I would get even more yes. <laughs> out of it. So, yeah. You leave a little bit of room for manoeuvre on yeah. that one. Okay. I'm going to say uh, 3.5. I think it's difficult. It's almost like comparing apples and oranges, actually, because I think it's a like you were saying earlier, it's, it's almost a completely different experience that you get. I tell you something that would be, I think, almost the exact opposite would be, um, oh, what's the film? Oh, I shouldn't have started this if I don't know the name <laughs> of the film. What is it? We Something in the Shadows. The, what we, what, do, what shadows. we do in the Shadows yeah. is like the exact opposite, where it's like, I think that's one that would absolutely work on a small screen because it's basically three episodes of a sitcom um, and that's, pushed together. That's our highest rated yeah, film at the moment. The one is it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh man, what a sharp comment I just made. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, that, but I think this, it's like, it's because it's been crafted for the, the big screen so much as well. Um, I'm Yeah, I think I'm just going to give it a bit of room for upping that score. So I'm going to put 3.5, that's okay. for me. Helen? I'm going to give it a four. 
I, I mean, I, I enjoyed watching it at the cinema, but I don't think I enjoyed it less watching it on a TV size screen. I wouldn't recommend you watch it on an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> I think treat yourself, you know, plug in your Netflix into a TV or go around someone's house who's got a really big TV. But I think the sound plays a big part as well. So even if you've yeah. got quite a small mm. screen, mm. if you can, like, you've got a really good sound system or you could even watch it on headphones, I think to just kind of feel like you're involved in it because obviously in the cinema you've got the sound going around you. If you can become more immersed in it, regardless of your screen size, then I think you still kind of get the same feeling from that. So I don't think it's particularly lost anything going onto the small screen, but seeing it on a big screen would be really good. Like maybe they could have it on an open air screen with like some live drumming mm. or something. Would <gasps> yeah, be a good thing that'll to do. happen with like it. A silent, like Secret Cinema will do like that. Silent film. <laughs> 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 I I'm gonna kind of kind of disagree with you all i'm gonna give it a two i think and that's based on my experience watching the first time in the cinema versus what i felt on netflix on this time round. yeah and this has been the kind of biggest drop off for me in terms of Mm. cinema experience to um non-cinema but i've got i should preface that by saying i watched like all the marvel films in the cinema and i haven't watched them again on tv since they've come out um so I, think, it, I think I enjoyed it more watching it on the, it? the the second time round was a better experience for me. Well, for me, it's when I left the cinema the first time, I was like on cloud nine. It's like that was unbelievable. I really just really mm. like hit me. I think, unlike you're saying with the with the sound with the audio and the whole kind of the whole cinematic high concept and everything, just kind of really drew me in. But I think, but this time round, it just didn't have me as much, and that's probably reflecting my repeat viewing score as well um and i'm less likely to watch it again and that's what the small screen score is about really for me i just think uh i think it's a great film but i loved it so much in the cinema and it didn't hit me in the same way again even though there were different layers to build build upon um it didn't hit me in the same way again as it did when i left the screen (laughs) engagement score um i'm gonna go straight in with a five (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah big fan uh four yeah i'm gonna go for a four it's, it was. It's great. It's a great film, but is it Tootsie starring Dustin Hoffman? So it can't, it can't get a five from me. I saw that recently not... for the first time. Did it's you? It's great. It's the best. Oh. Fi- listeners, it's so brilliant. Listeners, I I went to see it for the first time. Sorry, on the it's first time on the big screen. I'd only ever seen it on VHS and on DVD. And uh, oh my god, I had a great time at the Prince Charles Cinema. It's the best film ever. So everything, everything is has to be. That's the scale for me. It's from zero to Tootsie. Yeah. And so it can never quite <laughs> Tootsie for me. So that's what. Hence, hence my four. That's the stupidest answer. <laughs> no, you got it. I mean, my my recommendability score is based on, even though it's not my perhaps my all-time favourite film, but it Bats the Future is yes. a film you can recommend to absolutely yes. everyone. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's five, so it's yeah. all kind of based against absolutely. Bats the Future. Yeah. We totally have different scoring systems. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's all uh, it's across the board for Back to the Future. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Helen. Oh, well, back to Tootsie. If you like reading about it also, you should read Hadley Freeman's Life Moves Pretty Fast. I should yeah. Because there's a nice section absolutely. On- on that such a good yeah, movie and I, I teach at a few drama schools and I, I lecture them every year going guys you've got to watch Tootsie it's the best film ever <laughs> <laughs> I literally was doing that earlier today and it's uh, uh, it, I mean it's 
it's perfect for if you if you love acting, you love theatre, you love and you love film actually in television. It's it's a great film to watch because again, of, it's another film about film and about acting. It's kind of a weird one because mm, my parents used saying. to record lots of lots of films. That, I think that's probably the reason I love film so much because yeah. we just used to summer holidays go through all the VHSs that they'd recorded. But the, I used to base it on the film title. So Tootsie mm. for me was like, that's not interesting. <laughs> like The Graduate. What? No, I don't want to watch that. It's like <laughs> the good, bad, and ugly. That sounds yeah. quite interesting. Let's put that on there. <laughs> Robocop. Yeah, of course I'm going to put that. The Terminator. Yeah. But so Tootsie I mean, just never. I everything see, you've so named there day, is an excellent film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To this day, I've never seen Tootsie, and I, I have. Read, I haven't either. I've, um, Susan, you would know, love it so I, yeah. much. And I've read, I've read, read uh, Life Moves pretty fast, and still not watched it. And it's a good chapter. That it's really aged kind of, yeah. pretty well. Mm. It's aged incredibly, yeah. well. and and it, um, in less deft hands, it could have aged very badly. Yeah, it's done very well, hasn't it? The costume mm. I mean, the costumes are hideous <laughs> <laughs> in it. Oh, my God. Who, what were the 80s doing? It's 1982. And it's oh. like, who would wear that? It's horrible. Mm. <laughs> um, so, hello, anyway. engagement. engagement. Um, this is a tough one. I think a lot of people would give up on it yeah. after a while. Do you think? Yeah, I yeah. think. Because I think you have to be in it to be I, in it. Yeah, I agree, actually. You're right. But I think as soon as you start watching it, you're in it. I think th that's also true, but I think because it's it's it is slightly odd and it is a bit bewildering and you know there's a lot going on in it mm -hmm. that I think it might be a bit too much for them people. And like you said about people not getting the joke, mm. they're the I'm kind of people who don't. Mm. If you've really got to go yeah. into it and go, okay, this is a little bit weird, this is a little bit odd, but I'm just going to let it happen yeah. and and take what I can. So for me, mm. obviously watching watching it the second time round, I was pretty into it but for different reasons this time so um i think i go 4.5 oh it's still mm, high i yeah. thought you were going to preamble no, no, to uh, a low just yeah. because i'm thinking that i could see how someone wouldn't get along with it you've been and, empathetic towards other people's I feelings know. yeah <laughs> but um i'm just thinking, thinking about it now i actually really like this film i think a lot mm. more than i did the first time well, your, your score is 4.375 um <laughs> that's which quite is high. high yeah um i'm gonna give it i think I'm going to give it a high score because I think you have to be involved. I, I, yeah, you can't. I think mm. if I if I turn on th in the first five minutes, I just wasn't in the mood. I switch off because I, you can't you can't just you can't it. dip yeah. into it. You mm -hmm. can't dip into you can't have it on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I'm going to give it a four for engagement score because it has to be like you're involved in it or you're not. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking yeah, about totally. other things, it's just going to completely lose you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so totally. that gives us an overall score of four point. One four point oh nine. Yeah, it's pretty strong. It's pretty, pretty strong. Yeah, yeah pretty and for high. a film that's uh, just shy of two hours as well. It is. Mm. I didn't mention the running length, which is important to yeah. me, and it is <laughs> nearly two hours. Are you, are you a ninety-minute person? Oh, I love a good ninety-minute film. Me too. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like one of the first things I look at, and you go, "What's happened to films in the last couple of decades? Like, what the hell? Keep it ninety minutes." Yeah, yeah. Tootsie's actually quite long. A bit for long, a, yeah, but it, it breezes by. Could if it breezes by, yeah. I don't mind. But <laughs> we, um, one of the films we reviewed. Uh, before we just before we bring this to a close recently was uh, that thing you do oh, and God. the main the main criticism for it even though I really enjoyed it and Helen you enjoyed it as well but the, the yeah, two guests all right. but it's two hours and 29 minutes long oh, oh come wow on. filmmakers get a what grip what I found out recently was that on Netflix that's the extended extended cut so I've added an oh. extra 39 minutes Whoa. to the oh, theatrical my cut goodness. which is you got not required to do. for that kind of film <laughs> just not required for that kind of film at all so yeah where I, did it, well, I mean oh god yeah what did Why? they what was the filler I mean there was so much more than 
40 minutes they could have chopped out Absolutely. as well. <laughs> wow. I feel like that about theatre, unless it's a brilliant production. Yeah, me too. Especially like, because when you're at the Edinburgh Fringe. It's an hour. Yeah, an hour. Yeah, an hour straight uh, through. You know where you are. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah it's great. I, I feel like I've got an internal clock that mm -hmm. when I see a play that's longer than that when it hits about an hour I'm going oh come on it's guys like, will there be yeah. an interval <laughs> yeah. when I get to we and, and I know unless alcohol. it's really brilliant in which case you don't care but yeah <laughs> and so at this point we'll just go to the Birdman reviews um, on the Twitter on the Twitter on the Twitter so we gave Birdman 4.1 and We'll go to Amanda's pick show. I uh, saw it and had to leave the theatre because I got sick uh, of the constantly moving oh. camera. Two stars for the acting. Oh, oh that's harsh. Oh, I'm quite shocked by that. Yeah. Boyhood won, should have won Best Picture. And we, we, we talked about the Oscars thing. I think I think that year, Boyhood was my favourite film. Mm. It's tricky, isn't it? But I, it's one I of those things because it's three hours, three hours long and I don't think I'll watch it again. Yeah, it's that's It's a bit fair. gimmicky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Podstalgic says, I'd argue Whiplash, so completely agrees with yourself. Oh, there you go. But uh, I, 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 they're different films. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from um, Birdman. Has anyone actually done it properly? Let's have a quick um, well, <gasps> Look at um, all those thumbs down. Amanda. Oh! Thumbs down and two devil and two devil emojis. <laughs> Christian two Steele, he's devils. not happy about it at all. No. How? Um, Shite Guys Pod. Uh, so Shite Guys Pod, great. <laughs> They've been on our show. Fantastic guys. Great performances <laughs> all around. Solid drumming and stunning cinematography. Mm. Norton stole the show. Yes. Uh, low rewatch value there. Interesting. That's three and a half stars. I like it that they've used your system. Mm. Yes. Reviewing. Gold stars. Mm -hmm. um, and I love Birdman. Five stars. Beautiful film. Yeah. WWT mm. podcast. Thank you mm -hmm. very much. Uh, Death by Film says Keaton is so excellent and the director yeah. is so fluid. Mm. It's such a brilliant piece of cinema. Yeah. Fluid uh, is a good word for it in general. Mm. Isn't it? <laughs> um, Oh, no. wow. Which one you looking Zombie at? underscore kitty underscore podcast. Yeah, thought it was in thought it was interesting editing and filming wise, but otherwise forgettable. It was way overhyped. Oh. oh my goodness, look at this as well, the next one. Yeah, Chelsea, uh, J. Chelsea Williford, uh, at Jana Williford. One of the most boring films I saw that year. Piss good <gasps> acting, nice camera work, did not deserve Oscar See, wins. This is interesting. Two stars for Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Oh my God. I'm making assumptions that the zombie kitty may also, I think women do not like this film. Right. I think this is kind of a man's film a little really? bit. Really? I think so, yeah. I think, I remember, that's what I thought of it when I saw it the first time around. Oh. I don't know why, mm. but I think a lot of women think it's just mm. shit. Oh, I think. Interesting. And out of people that I know who've seen it, mm -hmm. it's generally the male people that I've asked who've given it the more warmer reviews. reviews. Mm. But it does it does go at odds to what we've discussed here in, in this episode where mm -hmm. we've got a, a pretty high score across the board mm. and it's three women to one guy in this room. Mm. Yeah. So Yeah. And actually, might, yeah. But you, but you guys are you guys are stars of stage and screen, so you probably have more. <laughs> Actors, we've got an in, we've got yeah. an in with uh, mm. this world, maybe a tiny maybe. bit. All right, yeah. interesting idea though. Mm. That it's a, a man's food, food. for that's thought. True. For thought. <laughs> <laughs> guys, can you sign off and let us know where we can find you? You can find me on my own uh, at Sue Harrison one two three, and then our podcast, which is at. Hey, two stars at two stars podcast. podcast. <laughs> at two stars podcast. And you can also find us on uh, the British Comedy Guide. Just search for Haley and Ruth Two Stars. Oh, and I'm Gemma Arrowsmith. Uh, you can find my Twitter and Facebook and everything and my YouTube through my website, which is GemmaArrowsmith.com. Fantastic. 
And my website is susanharrisoncharacters.com. Brilliant. We'll link to that anyway in the in the show notes. Cool. Thanks. Cheers for coming on, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us. so much. Yeah, thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. You can find all of the episodes on our website, flixwatcher.tv. Want to give us your five-star review? Follow us at flixwatcherpod on Twitter. Big shout out to our editor, Brendan Russell, for all his awesome editing skills. And thanks as always to the mighty people for their tunes. <laughs>